Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and we are on week three of season nine. So excited to be back sharing these conversations, having these conversations so that we can all learn and grow through exchange. And today we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Lainey Wu, and we're going to discuss crystal craft and divination. Now, here's the thing. One of the reasons I wanted to invite Lainey on is because I know that so many of you are either interested in crystals, wonder how to incorporate them into your work. A lot of people are interested in crystal gridding. I have plenty of friends that work with crystals a lot. I have crystals. I love them. But a few years ago, I had the opportunity to meet Lainey during a melanated Reiki healer conference where she and I were both presenters. And the presentation that she gave was on crystal crafting. And she focused a lot on creating crystal grids. And the way that she did it was different than anything I had ever seen. And it made me more interested in creating crystal grids than I had ever been before. But aside from that, she has such a beautiful spirit. And I was very curious about learning more about her connection to Reiki, how she ties that all into the crystal work. And so I invited her here to share her work with all of us. So you're going to learn quite a bit from Lainey today. She is, um, well, you'll see. She's just a beautiful, beautiful, very beautiful spirit. So tongue-tied today. I don't know what's happening. Maybe too excited. <laughs> but you can learn more about Lainey and her work by going to Reiki by LaineyWu.com. And as always, I put the links to our guests down in the show description so that you can connect with them very easily. You can also follow her on Instagram at Reiki by Lainey Wu. And um, when you are done on the other side, I want to remind you to go to my website to sign up for the Reiki Rays Healing Summit and to order your limited edition copy of the Energetic Alchemist Oracle Deck. So many things to support us on our path. So excited about this new season. And I can't wait to hear what you think about this conversation on the other side. See you soon. Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and I am here today with the beautiful queen, Lainey Wu. And Lainey and I are going to talk crystals and so many other things today. But I want to thank you first for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, Yolanda, to be here. <laughs> yeah, I, before we were recording, I mentioned the first time I got to have exposure to your work I think it was about a year ago now almost yeah, yeah with the melanated Reiki group and seeing yes. your beautiful presentation on crystal crafting and from the work that you do I knew I was like okay I've got to interview her <laughs> and have this conversation so you are a Reiki master but you also specialize in crystal divination Yes. So before we dive into it, could you talk a little bit about how you even got into this realm of work to begin with? Yeah. Um, someone asked me that the other day too, like, 
did it start together or were they separate? And it actually started separate and then I brought them together. And I actually started with the crystal um, worship first. <laughs> um, I started collecting crystals and then um, I started learning Reiki. And then I'm like, I can use both of these together. So um, I combined them and just went from there. And it's just been evolving since then. And it's, it's been a great experience. I love it. I love so with it. the crystals, was it just you were attracted to them because they were pretty or you knew about the healing properties? Yeah. What was the draw to them? It's a little bit of both. I was attracted, especially the sparkly ones. I'm like, oh, that's so pretty, you know? And then I learned that they have metaphysical properties and they can help you. So they look pretty and they can help you and help other people in your environment. So I was sold. Um, so I think it was a combination, but initially it started off with the sparkly prettiness and then learning the layers of the crystal worship that they can actually help you um, right. in this realm physically spiritually emotionally all those things yeah so well that's interesting so was this um something that you sought out just because of like was there something going on in your life where you thought mm -hmm. I want to bring in the spiritual component into my realm yeah. or did you just happen upon it the crystals actually I had a situation at work Okay. Um, I, I loved my boss. We got along really well, but he had this way of coming in in the morning, stopping by my desk first. And he would just kind of like unload on me. Like I'd say, good morning. How are you? And he'd be like, oh, my wife, my kids. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay. And he would leave. Okay. Like, great. And I would be so heavy <laughs> after he left. And this would happen every day. And I was like, okay, I have to do something. So I went to a crystal store close to my job at that time. I was in Hollywood, Florida. And it was a guy in the crystal store and he was like, what are you looking for? And I told him what I was experiencing with my boss. And he's like, I got just the crystal combination for you. And he gave me a clear crystal um, point and black tourmaline, a chunk okay. of black tourmaline. And he said, put that in an area. He said, he told me to point the crystal point at my boss. <laughs> put it in an area where you can point the crystal point at him and then put the tourmaline beside it. Um, he's like, um, the crystal point will deter or like diffuse whatever negativity is coming to you. And the black tourmaline will reinforce that and clear the crystal point. So I was like, okay, I was stoked. And I used it and it, it worked immediately, almost. I was sold, I was sold. And I actually still have those crystals, so. That was my first experience. That is amazing. So yeah. I have to ask, so did you grow up like in an environment where, you know, um, what we may call, you know, spiritual or esoteric, was that something you were exposed to younger in life or mm -hmm. again, was it something that just came on your radar? Well, later? I was raised, I was raised in the church. Um, okay. My mother is an elder. So we were Jesusites. <laughs> I was raised as a Jesusite. And so those kind of things were, I don't want to say frowned on, but they weren't encouraged right. in that type of study. Um, so I've always been a little bit of a rebel. So the things that, you know, I'm not supposed to do, I'm still curious about it. Let me just look at it a little bit. So I think it came from that curiosity. Um, so yeah, Christian, yes. <laughs> my background, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just so curious because even hearing that story about you going to the crystal store and the guy telling you this thing, you know, yeah. I would think, you know, a lot of people would probably think this sounds so weird or be skeptical <laughs> if it wasn't something they were already. Used right. To. 
but that's yeah. really, really cool that you had that direct experience with working with crystals yeah. in that way. So then where did Reiki come in? How did you come across this? Yeah. Okay. So Reiki came in kind of a similar type of situation, another work experience. And I had this boss, I really didn't get along with this boss. And he had this kind of powder keg type of personality. He would come in in the morning, he would click his pen and it would set me off. <laughs> and I thought I was handling it. You know, I would sit at my desk and meditate. I would try, you know, I thought I was handling it. And then I had a, a consultation with Yeye Fini. And she was like, you're not handling the situation well at all. The stress is eating you. Um, she said, maybe you should consider um, learning Reiki. And she was like, that way you can treat yourself. You're in a situation where it's stressful with him. You can treat yourself at your desk. So I was like, okay, great. So that's how it started with me treating. Um, but then when I learned Reiki and then a part of the practicum was to treat people. And I had a group of girlfriends, like four of them. And they were like, you're learning Reiki, treat us, treat us. And I was like, wait, I'm still learning. And they didn't care. They said, we want you to practice on us. So we would do it like every week on Friday. We'd have, you know, dinner and then I would treat them. And it just, it just evolved from there. And I was like, I started this totally selfish. Like I was going to treat myself and it just blossomed into something that I'm able to share now with everybody. So it's really beautiful. So that is amazing because I, I had a similar experience of initially yeah. practicing on friends, although I was the one telling them, like, can I practice this? With you? <laughs> I was just, yeah, so excited to get my hands on whoever will let me do it. But so I, I want to go a little deeper into how both of these um, modalities have made any impression on you and your life. And one of the things when I looked at your website and you described Reiki as a kiss from the universe. And I was like, Ooh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. So I want to ask you about that. You went in wanting to learn so that you could de-stress, but mm -hmm. what else started to happen or what did you start to understand or your interpretation of mm -hmm. whatever you experienced through the technique? Well, it's just awesome. It's never the reason I'm like choked up because I'm trying to figure out where to start. But um, the reason why I love Reiki so much is because it's evolves. It's ever changing based on the need and the want. And so with that, with that in mind, I was just so intrigued. And then with the whole um, when you're first starting level one and you do the 21 days, it was such a profound experience for me healing because it, it allowed me to kind of peel some of the layers of the onion um, of myself, things that I needed to heal from, but I really didn't want to go there. But the Reiki helped me have the courage um, to kind of peel the onion and to, to have the, the, the courage, but also knowing the peace that I would be able to handle whatever was uncovered, you know, because right. sometimes you get scared when it comes to healing, because I don't know what I'm going to uncover. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. But I feel like the Reiki um, treatment helps you to be able to, to meet anything that you uncover in the healing. Um, so I was, I would journal and stuff. And I saw how the Reiki just in the 21 days was starting to um, affect my relationships my relationships with my mom and, and my sister, just, just by meditating, you know, and just sending out that energy, which was great. Wow. This is just amazing, you know? Um, and then it, it just kind of blossomed from there. And um, right now 
whenever I have some issues with my family, I'll make a Reiki grid and I'll put it at my altar and I'll send Reiki to it every morning. And just that, just that yeah. does so much. And I'm just yeah. like, I love it. I, I will do it forever. <laughs> it's an yes. awesome. T- yeah. Awesome. No, it really is. And I love that you say yeah. it gave you the courage to even allow for the healing to come up, to come out. Cause I think that is the thing It's very scary for mm-hmm. people with the unknown of well, what'll happen if I crack open. So that's huge. And mm-hmm. were there any particular ways that you noticed over this time of practice mm-hmm. of how it's changed you? Has it changed you in any way? Have you um, noticed any change in behaviors, perspectives? Yeah, I noticed right off um, that the Reiki would activate in my body. Like if I was, for example, I was at work one day and this was like right after I did like level one. I was at work and I had a coworker who had a partner who was going through cancer and he was like in his last days. So um, we didn't know, we knew any day his partner could pass and he came in this day and his partner passed away. And we were like, why is he here? But we were trying to be supportive. And he just burst out crying at his desk and my chest was on fire. And that was the first time that I had felt that. And I just felt like I, I wanted to give him Reiki. Yeah. And so, I'm still a beginner. So I was just like, I don't know how to tell him this. I was just like, can I hug you? Can I, is it okay if I hug you? And he said, yes. So I just hugged him. He just stayed in my arms. And um, I'm like, I hope the Ricky is getting to him. I remember thinking that. And then after I let him go, I had a, it just subsided. I felt such a peace. And I was like, wow, this is really powerful. You know, right. the way that it activates. Um, other ways that it just um, changed me is... Um, I would send Reiki to a situation, like say if it was um, a heated topic I didn't want to address with someone, I would just send Reiki to it. And they would just come to me. They would come to me and broach the subject. And I'm like, wow. And it would never be like all the negative things that I imagined at first would be peaceful. And so I was like, okay, so this is a thing. So now let me just proactively do that and walk in it and know that everything is going to be okay. So I think that that was a change for me as somebody who suffers from anxiety with every little thing, just rethinking it, rethinking it, all the bad things. Reiki was able to calm me and say, you're good. You got it. Just keep walking in it. And, and I continued to do that. And it gave me the confidence spiritually that I needed to be able to move through life, you know, confidently, and successfully. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I love um, hearing that about, you know, giving the person the hug and knowing that this beautiful energy was still expressing through every part of you, because I think a lot of people have the um, cons- or idea that it would only come or you're only sharing it if you're laying your hands, not having the consideration of how it's expressing through every aspect of everything, really. Right. Um, right. So it's a beautiful way of describing that. So I have to ask you now, I want to shift a little Mm -hmm. bit into the crystal work because um, even you mentioning that you send Reiki to the crystal grid that you have created, Mm -hmm. not everyone, you know, in Reiki classes, depending on who's your teacher, you may learn different things or, you know, so not everyone has um, that exposure to even like Reiki or crystal grids. I have to say when I was at the Melanated Reiki event and you did your presentation, the ways that you set up the grids, um, just even the outlines of the design of the grid before you even place the stones. I mean, it was just phenomenal. 
So I wanted to talk to you about this first. What got you into the grid work? And can you describe mm-hmm. for the people listening how you build some grids and maybe how people can start to do this for themselves in simple ways? Okay, that's a great question. Um, I just want to say, uh, let me start off with, um, you mentioned the, the different you know, methodologies of teaching Reiki. And I was blessed to be under um, Ia Efunlayo. She's really open, you know, um, with anything. And she even said, whenever something weird happens with Reiki, because I always have something weird, not weird or bad, but just unique, call me, we can talk about it. And I'm like, okay, and I can. So it's a blessing to be under her tutelage. Um, But okay, so going back to the Reiki gridding, um, I started looking at it um, as a way to protect myself, crystal gridding. And um, it was very spatial. Um, I was at work and I had, everything is work. (laughs) I was at work and I had a coworker um, that I had a kindred spirit with. And um, she asked me, did I want to go to lunch with her to a crystal store? Are you kidding me? Yes. When do we leave? So we went and um, I started buying crystals almost immediately when we got in there. And she was like, well, what are you getting? And I was like, I'm getting selenite and I'm getting black tourmaline. And she was like, what are you going to do with them? And I was just going to put them around my area as protection because we worked in a big office and you can have any type of emotional energy flying through there at any time. So I just wanted to kind of protect myself from that. And she was like, well, can can you extend it to include my desk? I was like, sure. So we built a crystal grid around our desk with selenite and black tourmaline. And I was like, um, do you mind if I charge it with Reiki? And she was like, no, go ahead. She let me charge it. And she was like, should I say a prayer to go ahead? And so she did. And it really worked. And she was shocked because people not only would it keep the negative energy away, but people would come over there and be like, oh, it feels so good over here. I'm so relaxed over here. It's so peaceful. I'm going to come back and eat my lunch here. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um, so it really kind of took off from there. And, um, I realized that I could do spatial grids to protect like an area, but I can also do a grid on a situation and send the Reiki to the grid and it will treat the situation. So I was like, okay, so what else can I do with gridding? So I was like building and building and building on it. Um, You know, I have loved ones that are far away that I can't, you know, lay hands on all the time and treat like my niece. So I'm like, what way can I contact, make connection with her? and let her know and let the spirits know that I want her to be protected, a Reiki grit with her picture. So it's just a matter of just trying things and seeing what works and being open, but I'm still evolving and learning new things with it. And that's what I love. (laughs) Yeah. I want to give people an idea because you had different images um, for the grids. Like, let's say for example, you may have had like Metatron's cube or um, there was another another image that you use I can't remember what it was but you use different images and people can literally use that as a framework to place the crystals on um, to help them grid in a very particular way so could you talk a little bit about the the sacred geometry the shapes that you choose the symbols that you choose as a foundation and Mm -hmm. then the crystals that you may choose to um, overlay okay great Um, I describe it as a, as a a layered process. Um, it's a layered process with your intentions, but also with the grid. If you, if you decide to do, um, a sacred geometry, um, shape 
or if you, you do free gridding, like with your own shape, um, but that's a layer of your intention. And I think it's all about intention. So I suggest that people just kind of sit with yourself to kind of like meditate on what your intentions are. And I believe that your grid shape and your crystals that you use should back up whatever your intentions are. Um, but I like to start um, with the grid. If you pick one that falls in line with what you are wanting to bring about, for example, um, I use um, chokere as protection. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll do a crystal grid um, in the shape of chokere. And I could do it, it depends, you could do it freehand, <laughs> just putting you know, in the shape, or you can actually have a grid that's already printed out so it's more concise. Um, but you meditate on that and all the things that chokere brings and, 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 and means, and then you pick your crystals based on, on that. So if I'm using chokere as protection, then I'm gonna use like, some black crystals, like I'm gonna use onyx and black tourmaline. I'm gonna use um, obsidian and things like that. Um, I'm also gonna wanna use um, a grounding crystal um, mm -hmm. like hematite, which is also a protective crystal. But I'm also gonna wanna use um, a crystal that's gonna activate those crystals um, to be more, to accelerate their energy. Um, so I might use a selenite or clear quartz around um, the grid to kind of give it power. And then after I decide the grid shape and then I place the crystals, then I'm going to pray over it, you know. And if I'm using I have a picture, if I'm using chokere, then I'll put the picture underneath in between the grid shape and the crystals. And I, when I'm praying, I'll do the chokere as I'm praying. And I, or, or I place my hand physically on the picture and give it Reiki. And then you can leave it up for as long as you want, or you can take it down. I like to leave them up for a, a little bit of time because then I can come back and always give it Reiki. Or if I'm worried about it or a person, I can come back and then give it Reiki and that's going to subside my, you know, uh, worry. So, and it, it works much the same. Um, I use the same methodology with everything. Um, the only thing that's going to change, obviously, is your intention and things that you want to bring about. But I find that if you're on one accord with the shape, the grid, and your stones, and you're doing your meditation and your prayer, it works so well. It's so well. You don't always have to have those things, but I feel like if you have the layered intentions, it's going to make it even more powerful for you. Right, right. And it's interesting listening to you say this, I have to ask, do you do mm -hmm. like grid consultations or uh, have grid kits or something. So if someone had a specific intention, could mm -hmm. they meet with you, work with you to go over whatever their point of focus may be? And then you provide um, yeah. you know, the suggestion for the actual layout of the grid, which stones to use. Yes, all of that. Um, you can do that if you have a, a particular situation. Um, and I can sit with you, we'll do a meditation um, and I can prescribe a grid for you. Um, some people like to use their own stones. So if you have stones that you already have and you wanna use those, I can work with those. But if you need me to send you um, a kit, I can do that as well. Um, also do crystal divination and houses, which is kind of the same because I'm building grids, but I'm doing it in different ways, like in your kitchen, maybe underneath your bed, in your bedroom. But it's the same type of um, 
technique where I'm reading it and I'm, we're doing a meditation to see what types of crystals going to be best in that area to treat whatever energy you want to bring about or you want to dispel. So, so yeah, I do the crystal divination. I'm sorry. Oh no, no <laughs> I'm sorry. There was a delay. So I, I'm glad that you said the crystal divination because I would like, um, cause again, some people may be like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, that's intriguing. Right. Can you describe a little bit? What yeah. is crystal divination? Well, for me, crystal divination is um, what we're speaking of um, in a broad sense. If you have a situation and you want to treat it with crystals, then you would come to me and I would prescribe different ways of you um, treating that situation. Um, if, if you have um, a house that you want, let's say you have a room in your house you want to make more happy, you know, um, then we would have a consult and I would if you're, we do it over Zoom if you're not local. Um, so I would just sit with you while you're in the room and just kind of read the energy, um, talk with you to see what type of energy you wanna bring about or dispel. And then I would prescribe um, a grid or maybe placement of different crystals around the room that would help you treat um, the energy in that room or all around your house. I can do yeah. all rooms. So it just depends on what the need is, yeah. That's really cool. I love that. I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who does this work in this way. Yeah. Oh, so wow. just the thought of like, yeah, because now my mind is going like, oh, I should call you, make a session for one Please of the rooms do. in my house specifically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's really amazing. So I wanted to ask you other ways that people can work with crystals. How else? So you have the crystal grids, which sounds amazing, right? But what are the other ways that you may work with them? to have the same result, to attract mm -hmm. or dispel or ground, yeah. whatever? I mean, there's really, there's so many ways that you can do it. And I'm like, I could list them and I'm probably over the time will add new ways. Um, so I always tell people to just try things, but you yes. can wear them as a good way of, of uh, utilizing their power as well. Um, and they're right there next to your skin. Um, I use them also when I'm doing long distance treatment. Um, I use my body as a surrogate and I place the crystals on my body or let me show you this because it's right here. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, I also have um, this grid and I like to use this in long distance treatment as well. It's the body, but it also has a different chakras. So if I'm doing a long distance treatment and say, you know, you might have dealing with grief or heartbreak, then I could treat your heart. Um, so I use this too. I love when that. I'm not Is that here. made of wood? And it's made of wood, isn't it? Nice. Wow. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, go ahead. <laughs> so in that, it, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna kind of describe it for people yeah. who may not watch the video. So you have this. It's beautiful. <laughs> it has. <laughs> it looks like a lasered in of um, a body. And then mm -hmm. the chakras are also engraved and etched in. You also have a depiction of the auric field. And then yeah. there's a six pointed star above and below. Yeah. Um, it even looks like the palms of the hands are radiating. Yeah. So you use this as like a proxy and you right. may place crystals on it and use it as another tool when you're doing working remotely. Right. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. Did you have that made? I actually, um, I found it on Etsy, but they do, okay. they make them to order. Yeah. I love it. I really yeah, do. That yeah. That's really beautiful. <laughs> okay. So we can wear them. You also use them in, um, working remotely. 
Yes. And this is another thing I want to ask you about because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, sometimes they'll just want to carry the stones with them yeah. if they're not someone that wears jewelry. Do you have any recommendations around that? And also mm-hmm. any preference around raw crystals, tumble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let me do the first part. If you are someone who doesn't wear jewelry, you just want to carry them, you can have like this burlap sack. This is what I use and I'll put a crystal in there and I can put it in my purse and then take it out as I need. Um, they have all types of little compartments like this that you could use to put your crystals in. Um, so I would just tell you to try and see what feels more comfortable with you. Um, sometimes I like to put them in my pocket because then I can just grab them. But you have to be careful because you might forget that they're in there and then if they break, then that's something different. But um yeah, you just have to try and see what works for you. Um, I also do, um, I'll give jewelry to people. If I feel like there's a need or, you know, I'll give them a necklace and, you know, and they'll wear it because people like jewelry. So that's another thing that I do. Um, but you're asking me about the different, um, the different surfaces like rough, do I have a preference? I really do like working with the raw stones because I just feel like it's raw. It's like, you know, <laughs> this is how it comes from the earth, you know? But you can use all types. All types are gonna work the same for you. Um, if you're gritting, I'd say that the tumbled um, raw chunks or the, the, the little crumbs that are raw are probably um, more affordable. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you're doing gritting, it's probably best to work those because they're more affordable, but any of them will work. And I have all of them, um, the shiny ones, the rough ones, the pieces that break that you keep. <laughs> so I use them all and they all can be used. So yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I have to ask you something else too, mm-hmm. because again, on your set, I was like, oh, Arisa Priestess of Oshun. I was like, oh, this is good. I want to know <laughs> some more about this. Yes. So how you, well, keep, first of all, can you Explain mm-hmm. a little bit about what that is and um, the path, the lineage that that's connected to. And again, how that came into your life and on mm-hmm. your radar. Okay. Um, so I'm a priestess of Oshun in the Yorba, um, Ifa faith. And um, I just love Oshun. It's funny because I really didn't think that she would, she was on my head at first. I, I don't know. And then when I found out and I started learning more about her, I totally fell in love with her. Um, She's taught me so much about love and how to love myself. Um, And you know, when you love yourself more, you're able to to provide and give that love to people. So I'm just so moved with how she's just um, touched my life Um, as far as, my family relationships and friendships and just how I see myself and love myself. She's done so much for me, but she's the, the um, Arisha that governs love, and children and divinity and money and abundance and prosperity and healing. Um, so it's right down the alley for a healer. And um, my um, paternal Arisha is a Renle. So that's even more so down because he deals with, you know, crystals. Um, and healing with those crystals. Um, so as I found out more about my walk in um, Ifa, I just felt like it was just perfect. Like it couldn't have been written better just for me. Um, and that is why I'm so sold on um, this um, 
science, if you will, because it's, it's just so specific for who you are um, and what you need personally. Um, so learning about Irenle and um, Oshun and the, both of them are healers and then just how I am evolving as a healer, it's just been very powerful for me. Um, and um, I'm just so grateful to have her energy in my crown and um, also Irenle. But yeah, definitely as I learn more, I, my the, my walk just the road that I'm traveling just kind of like um appeared appears yeah. you know um so the more that I learn the more that I find that I am a healer and um all these things are not new <laughs> they're not new they've been right. here forever and um I'm just grateful to be here and to be used in such a way so yeah hope I answered that <laughs> yes so in the Ifa tradition, mm-hmm. and I know, again, maybe a lot of people may not be familiar with it, but I just curious, having Oshun like on your head, is she mm-hmm. the only Orisha that you work with? Or do you feel called sometimes to work with other ones, depending on mm-hmm. situations that you're going through? And mm-hmm. do you also work with these energies when you are doing your crystal work or your Reiki work and these types of things? Yeah, I actually do. Um a lot of my shrines have crystals mm-hmm. and they're, they're crystals that they wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I said, like, it's perfect for you, you know? So the fact that my Arisha want me to, to give them crystals, that's perfect for me. And I do utilize them in my healing modality. Um, the thing with the Renly, and just to get a little bit into um, some of the, the backstory, um, he was married to Yemenya mm-hmm. and in their divorce, I guess, she took his tongue. So he does not speak. So um, Yemenya speaks for a Renle. So a lot of times I will use um, stones from my Yemenya shrine, okay. as well as my Renle and Oshun when I'm giving Reiki or doing healing. So yeah, I definitely do use all three. They're my trinity. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's really interesting and in how you even um, tied her in. And now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, gosh, we should have another whole conversation, another episode um, about this tradition and the Orishas, because interestingly, um, in this realm, a lot of people aren't as familiar with the Orishas, and we may hear a lot more about um, deities and energies from other cultures and Mm -hmm. other systems of belief. So yeah, gosh, I wish we would have spent more time on that but um, but it's, but it's amazing <laughs> hearing yeah no I would love to but I love hearing about how yeah. even your work with um Oshun how it is reflecting back that's more my question like so mm-hmm. is it this understanding of uh Oshun's energy that mirrors back to you for your teaching is it when you're in meditation and it feels like insights are coming through how does working so closely with Oshun, mm-hmm. how does it, I guess, reveal itself to you or? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of what you just said. It's a combination, um, but I also see her in nature. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be a bird, a vulture that will come up to me and like, oh my God, why is this vulture staring at me? You know, but realizing that that's an animal of Oshun, you know, and respecting that. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm like, she's so beautiful because she will just come in in any type of way that, you know, nature, you know, and it's just so beautiful and it's no mistaking. 
that yeah. she is who she is and that she's making an appearance. Um, so I'm just floored to be in such a system that has such beautiful symbolism. I mean, it is yeah. just really beautiful. And then how it ties in with the Reiki and the crystals, it's just, it's beautiful. It's personally prescribed and beautiful just for me. <laughs> it is amazing how these different aspects of our past do reveal themselves to us. Like even, um, you know, kind of joking in the beginning, how with the crystals and with Reiki, there were some work situations that yeah. um, gave some emphasis to how they could support you in your life. But then no matter what brings us into this work or into these mm -hmm. different modalities, I think if you are um, diligent in your practice, so to speak, yeah. right? It, it reveals so many deeper layers to you that go yeah. beyond what brought you in. Right. But yeah, definitely with the Orishas, I'll probably talk to you uh, offline too, because my, um, I always say like, I'm going to circle back and go yeah. deeper into study because I had a um, experience years ago where I was meditating and I kept hearing mm -hmm. Olu, Olu. And I was like, what is mm -hmm. that? I don't know what that is. And I looked it up and then I kept having these impressions of Oya and I wasn't even familiar with her, you know, like Oshun, Yamiya, like there are certain Orishas that people are more familiar with. Right. So then to have, yeah, anyway, I go down a rabbit hole on that. But I just, I love when we have these beautiful insights and inspirations that call us forward and not even realizing how they will change us or what they'll open us up to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it too. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because there mm -hmm. are a lot of people who come into Reiki and then they do become exposed to or feel drawn or called to mm -hmm. other traditions, other practices, learning so many different things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, this, this wondering of, do I keep everything separate? Can it yeah. all work together? How does this really work for me? So what was your mm -hmm. personal experience with that? And how do you kind of balance all of the, mm -hmm. the limbs of your practice? Yeah, I did try to keep it separate at first, but wasn't happening it was never yeah. supposed to be separate so mm -hmm. I just kind of had to let control go and just let things flow the way that they need to flow and and evolve in the way that they need to evolve in the rate so um the more that I tried to separate them the more they were <laughs> so I was like okay I'm not you know and my thing was too because I'm always trying to be sensitive to people um and how they feel so I'm like they may feel the Reiki part, but maybe not the other part. So let me try to separate them, but they would be on board with Reiki and they would be on board with the African spirituality. So I'm like, let me stop trying to make the decision for people yeah. and let it just flow and trust that it's going to flow the way that it needs to flow. Um, so initially, yeah, I did try, but now I'm not because it's just, it's not. <laughs> and yeah. it needs to flow. I feel that that is the way healing needs you can't have control over it. It needs to do what it needs to do. So I need to get out of the way and let it do what it needs to do. So, yeah. Is there so. any way that you see how mm -hmm. these different practices, like where they intersect or the similarity, mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, your work with the Orishas or your um, different elements, of the Reiki practice or working with crystals, mm -hmm. is there any commonality or similarity that you see across the board through mm -hmm. all of the work? Yeah, I, I do see a lot of similarities. Um, even with the crystals and Christianity, um, in my study, 
I found that, you know, especially in the, um, in Judaism, there was a lot of crystal worship and a lot of um, crystal um, use for, um, what is it called? The high priest would use um, crystals in their breastplate of Aaron to protect them when they were working with the Ark of the Covenant. I didn't know that. Like I must've learned that as a child growing up in the church, but like learning, going back and learning that again as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's like, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so I do find commonalities, even with the Reiki, um, the laying on of hands um, in the Bible. And um, I thought about this earlier, growing up in the church with my mother, everything she called on the Holy Spirit for. Holy Spirit, please come into our midst, you know? And I was thinking about it. I'm like, Reiki is mine. It's my Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> I'm always calling on it. Um, so I do see similarities, especially um, in terms of African spirituality, where healing is a fundamental principle, self-healing. So that goes hand in hand with the Reiki and the crystal um, healing, because you can both do those to yourself and others. So they're so many different similarities. And I, I do like to just think about those things and analyze those things and see, okay, yeah, I got here from that. I got here from that. And it's, it's really wonderful to think about it, all the little pieces to get us where we are here now, where we are, and to get us where we're going in the future. Um, so yeah, I do think about those things. And it's funny that all those things have um, similarities. Funny, like unique, not funny, haha. but yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, and I and I ask because I do. I've had yeah. so many different interests, and a lot of times it, it just becomes so obvious where they all meet, yeah. and what yeah. they all are pointing to, and it's just it's phenomenal to me. Um, but I wanted to ask you too because mm -hmm. again, I was so drawn in with your presentation. I mean, I really truly loved your crystal gritting um, presentation. So I'm just curious, is that mm -hmm. something, is it a class that you offer online? Can people come in person and learn yeah. how to grid with you? What can people come and learn from you? Okay. I do have crystal gritting classes and crystal healing classes. Um, I would tell people to check my IG because I usually have the classes on there. Um, but I do offer um, crystal gridding if you wanted to do a one-on-one -on -one type of thing. Um, if you are local in the Florida, South Florida area, then we could meet in the same um, environment where we would do the meditation and talk about the gridding and the things that we wanted to bring about. And we would do that one-on-one. -on -one. So, well, all of those things are available. I offer them. So, yeah. Um, any of the divination, sorry, any of the divination things, um, you can access my website for that. Okay, so but okay. both are available in person both are in Florida and remotely, we can work with you through zoom yeah. and yeah okay that's perfect. <laughs> oh, let me see. I thought my computer was plugged in. <laughs> Technical oh. problems. Uh, but aside from that, mm -hmm. what about on the Reiki side? Do you teach yes. Reiki classes? And do you do that remotely virtually only in mm -hmm. person? How does that work? I do teach Reiki classes. I have not done that in a little bit with the pandemic and everything. Um, but I'm going to be doing it again. And I will be doing in person and um, online through zoom. So yes. both will be available. And I like to mix it. I like to mix the Reiki with the crystal. Yeah, another layer. <laughs> so, and speaking of that mm -hmm. too, because we have said, or you have shared that mm -hmm. people can work with you in session as it relates to the crystal gridding, 
crystal divination, crystal healing, but you also teach that. Reiki, you teach, but do you also, people can come virtual or in-person yeah. sessions? Yes. Um, we can do long distance. Um, we can do South Florida in-person. And um, we were doing um, Reiki on the beach, like a Reiki circle on the beach for a little bit. We're hoping to start that back up. Um, yeah. So for those who may not be ready for the one-on-one, um, the Reiki circle is good. And we do have Zoom. We did have that accessible through Zoom too. So if you're not in the South Florida area, you could also have access to that too. Right. So, so we can do the group Reiki on the beach through Zoom with you all. You all bring the computer out to the beach. Yes. Oh, yes. yes I'm going to yes. do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing too. It is yeah. amazing. Um, we had um, sound too, sound healing too. I mean, you have the beach that itself is its own sound healing soundtrack, but we had someone that had um, the crystal bowls and they were doing that while we were treating. So it's amazing. <laughs> it's you know, amazing. Lainey, it's coming up to ask you about this too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hadn't even occurred to me to ask you this, but you know, again, how I met um, you and was mm-hmm. exposed to your work was through the um, melanated healing group and the work that that beautiful collective does. Can you talk a little bit about, especially for people who may just be starting out in their practice, mm-hmm. the power of community in this mm-hmm. work and how much that has helped you or continues to help you in your work? It, yeah, community is very powerful. Um, it's very powerful. And it's, it's kind of just like um, in the Bible when they have, when they talk about when more than one agree in prayer, how it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. And um, but from a student perspective, it's also great because you can bounce things off of the other students who are learning. Um, you can practice because no one's gonna like say they don't want free Reiki. <laughs> if you want practice, you know? Yeah. So um, the community element is very integral in that. Um, but also because the melanated healer has very special needs, Um, so we try to address those as well. And, um, also just focusing on who's healing the healer, you know, the healer has to heal herself. So we focus on that because a lot of people don't think about that. You know, we're healing, we're healing everybody, but we need healing too. Um, so the collective has brought us such a beautiful opportunity to provide healing for the healer, but also that community and that camaraderie where you can just tap somebody, look, I had this happen in my session the other day. Has this ever happened to you? And you kind of initiate that conversation and you have that rapport with that person. And as you grow, they grow, you can bounce stuff off. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah, it is such a beautiful thing. And I always encourage people, you know, find community, especially, well, no matter how deep or new you are into your practice, there's really nothing like it having that community support and like so much you learn just through the exchange. So um, speaking of, I know that um, you all have a annual event that you put on. Will you be presenting this year again? <laughs> um, we talked about that. Um, as of right now, I am not, but we'll see if that continues. <laughs> Um, but we're really excited. We have started gearing up for our fourth. This is our fourth one. Um, so we're really excited. And this year it's going to be focused on the, um, the family. So how Reiki can help benefit the family. So 
So we are really excited, really excited about it. And um, just grateful that we have such a platform to be able to share, you know? Um, It started out really, really like meager, (laughs) like one or two people, you would be surprised. And it just kind of grew and evolved into this. So we're just very blessed to be utilized as a, a vessel to bring this about. Yeah. And for anyone listening, um, any uh, healers of color that may be interested in learning more about the Melanated Healing Group, if you give me the, a link or somewhere where they can find out more information, I'll put it in the show description. Yeah. But also yeah. for everyone listening, how can we work with you? What is your website? How do we find okay. you on Instagram? Okay. Well, um, my website is ReikiBailaniWu.com. And I'm on Instagram, Breaky by Laney Wu. So um, you can definitely hit me up at those places and you'll see all of the current classes that I'm um, providing as well as any type of Reiki events that are going on. And I like to throw Reiki events because they're special. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but you just have such a beautiful spirit too. And I told you ever since um, meeting you over a year ago, virtually, I, it really has stood out in my mind, like, wow, I can't wait for the next season of Reiki Radio and see if she'll come have a I, conversation with us. So I have to ask yeah. one last thing before we okay. go yeah. for people who are, again, practicing or new mm-hmm. or curious. Do you have any suggestions for people who want to um, come into deeper relationship with mm-hmm. either Reiki or um, crystal work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me start with the Reiki. Um, I would just say to practice, um, practice and practice and practice um, and try to figure out what, where your niche is going to be in Reiki, what you want to do. You don't have to figure it all out in one day, but just kind of start thinking in terms of that. So if you want to um, provide healing, you know, hands-on healing, then I'll tell you to continue to practice treating people, all types of people, because you're going to get all types of experience on different levels of energy, hot, cold, male, female, you know, and it's, it's good to have that experience because, you know, you're going to feed off of that in your journey. Um, so I just continue to practice, continue to meditate, um, continue to talk to your Reiki guides, um, those type of things in terms of the crystal healing, just continue to challenge yourself, you know, to learn more and more and more crystals. Um, Sometimes I just go into the crystal store and see where I'm drawn and I'll pick up a crystal and I'm like, yeah, I don't know this one. And I'll just start studying and I'll find that, oh, I need this one. (laughs) Where have you been all my life? So just try to take different perspectives of learning, but make sure that you're always learning something. You're taking something new in um, with your crystals. And then like we said, community, you can have a crystal community, just like a Reiki, or you can have a Reiki crystal community where you're talking with other people you're sharing the things that you've learned um, and all those things. They're great healing modalities um, and they're great healing communities that can come from those modalities. We just have to build them. So, yeah. I love that. Oh, that's such a good um, message. Yeah. If you don't know or can't find the community you want, build it, (laughs) build the community around your interests. And I'm sure there will be so many others that, um, are interested in the same as well. So I have to thank you again, Lainey, for taking the time mm-hmm. to speak to me today. Everyone again, thank you. her name is thank Lainey Wu. I had a <laughs> great time too. Yeah. I, it's really easy talking to you. 
So oh, be sure to check her out on IG, Reiki by Lainey Wu. That's L-A-N-I-W-O-O. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope to see you again soon, my loves. And for everyone yeah. else, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, beautiful alchemist. I just want to give a huge thank you again to Lainey, Lainey Wu for coming to share with us about crystal divination and crystal crafting. Um, I'm sure like me, you could tell what a beautiful, beautiful spirit she is. And I hope that you also enjoyed that conversation. If you would like to connect with Lainey, learn more about her work, her work with Reiki, her work with crystals, even take some of her online classes, be sure to go to her website, ReikiByLaineyWu.com or follow her on Instagram at Reiki by Lainey Wu. And the links to connect with her are down in the show description. Also, I can't forget to remind you, there are over 30 interviews that were conducted for the Reiki Rays Healing Summit. And I was able to co-host that event with Andrea Kennedy. And we had some phenomenal conversations with Reiki teachers from across the globe. Um, so many beautiful lessons and insights and inspirations. But if you go to my website, The Energetic Alchemist, on the first page, you will see a link to click to register for the event. Once you register for free, right away, you will get access to four of the interviews. Then this fall, when the rest of the interviews are available, you will already be registered for the event. So once everything goes live, you will have the option of watching the interviews for free on the days that they publish. And there are only a few that publish each day over about a week. But once they have been published for, I believe, 24 hours, then you would have to buy a pass where you can access all of the interviews and you can go back and watch them, rewatch them at your own convenience at any time but you still have that option to watch them all for free. So be sure to register. And then of course, you want to be sure to purchase your limited edition copy of my new Oracle deck, the Energetic Alchemist Oracle. It was almost three years of a process for that um, deck from the day that I commissioned the artist to writing the content, the book that accompanies the deck to translating the visions in my mind to the artist and how so many layers even down to working with my friend to design the box and the layout of the book and there was so much that went into this it was a labor of love and again it is a limited edition so if you want a copy go to my website the energetic alchemist and pre-order your copy now i thank you all so much for being here looking forward to sharing more with you throughout the season and remember to always journey in love. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.